Ben Simmons keep on bitching. It was all a bad dream. dream. Welcome to the Knicks Bay Podcast, yeah. home of the best takes, only the best, the finest cuts of meat when it comes to Knicks basketball. Three Knicks addicts, Dougie Fresh, how are you doing? Look, regardless of the outcome, we will always have Clyde referring to Fork on Corkmaz as Korgmeyer. Which sounds like a bomb place to get a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> mm, I'm getting hungry, like when Dwayne Bacon plays. D boy, what's good? You're, I'm in a fire sale kind of mood. Burks, he's playing pretty good. Deal him. Bullock, you know, he's been hitting some shots recently. Trade him. Feeling like a second round pick junkie over here. Everything must go. Frank, too. Yeah. Sell, 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 sell. Womp, womp. Final score, 76ers, 99. Knicks, 96. That made me sad. I'm sad, Monty, the saddest Knicks fan. Walt suit, not all that glitters is gold. A gilded effort comes up short. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. Another sad one. Let's crown some pilgrims. The Seth Curry, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to Long Island native Tobias Harris. His two buckets down the stretch took the lead for good, and he dropped a 30-piece in the process. All-star. The Andrea Bargnani, what are you doing? Why? Award goes to Obi Toppin for airballing his only dunk attempt on a night where he didn't score a point. Bust. The Tibbs throat coat scream of the game occurred with eight seconds to go as the refs yet again made a questionable call with the Knicks down three. They claimed Reggie Bullock's heel nicked the baseline on his deep ball. He bricked it regardless. The Bill Walton out-of-body experience rainbow chalice goes to Alec Burks for his chase down block on Shake Milton that led to a huge RJ slam in the third quarter. And the sad stat of the game? RJ Barrett made his first field goal with three minutes to go in the second quarter hasn't made a field goal in his first nine minutes of his last three outings. This day in Sad Knicks history, March 16th, 2017, Brooklyn 121, Nueve York 110. Mello was mellow with 17 points. Brooke Lopez, whose first name is in Brooklyn, dropped 24. Garden darling Jeremy Lin sported a ponytail that screamed, I'm finding myself and regained some of his former luster with a 15.8 assist night that would seal a victory. Top and season opening gets inside and couldn't decide whether to dunk it and this is badly on the layup. As top and struggles continue. This is Simmons, watch the birdie. Fortuitous <laughs> bounce. The Knicks are a putrid 4-13 against teams above 500 this year. To make it worse, over half of the remaining games, including the last seven straight games of the season, are against these teams. 
If we go just off the numbers, the Knicks might make the play-in game. The other side of the coin is the Knicks have shown up on back-to-back nights against the best in the East, falling short but keeping it to a one-possession game in the final minute, both times. Can the Knicks figure out a way to get over the hump and win more than 17% of their games against winning teams? The playoffs hang in the balance. Nah, son, it ain't gonna happen. The schedule's too tough. The Knicks were a cute story. They were overperforming. Oh, it feels good. The Knicks are back. The stink is gone. But it's just too tough. Those four wins against playoff teams were fluke wins. This is a fluky season, and we're not going to be able to keep our luck rolling. Two brutal, heartbreaking losses. Tonight was really of our own demise. We left eight points on the board at the line. That is unacceptable. With this gauntlet of a schedule that we have to face right now, no free throws can be wasted. No foolish mistakes can be made. What you're asking for is perfection, and perfection is never reality. The only option is to embrace the losses, enjoy the competitiveness, the fact that we kept in it for two straight games against the best, and enjoy the lottery pick when it comes. And when you do keep putting guys in situations where they have to make big shots, like RJ getting another shot in crunch time tonight, he's getting reps and those will start to go down eventually. The fact that the team will be keeping it close against these really strong opponents for the rest of the year will give some key guys moments to step up and shine. Let me ask this question though, because it seems like we're all on the same page. Do any of us think that the Knicks can figure it out and beat these teams? Really only if RJ takes the leap that we're starting to see, which I am more than happy to be on board with, But to ask the Herculean task out of Julius Randle, I don't see it happening. A huge possession was farted away by Alec Burks down the stretch today. The Knicks need to think about making an upgrade on the margins all of the Derrick Rose trade. What is available? What incremental upgrades can we make? You trade Alec Burks, you trade Reggie Bullock, you trade Frank, because the future looks brighter without large investment now and to just let the season take its course. The Knicks have been overperforming all year, and we're about to find out that they're not this darling of the NBA. They're an average team that needs to get better in a real way, and that takes time. And bonus of trading away those guys who are getting massive minutes is you actually get to see if you have anything in these distressed assets, like Obi and Kevin Knox. I don't see them fetching much because they don't get much court time. Only way to get young guys to play with Tibbs is to force them, get everybody else off the roster. That's the only reason quickly started tonight. And that's the only reason why Frank got the extended look that he did tonight too. And he was just magnificent on the defensive end. I don't know if he's enough of an asset to really warrant any serious return because that shooting is just not there with him. Please, God, don't let the Miles Turner or the Andre Drummond rumors be true. It's it's so ridiculous because they need a wing creator. That's what they're missing right now. Another three-point shooter. That's the only rumor I should be hearing about. You know how we're always used for leverage in all these situations. Always. And these fake prognostications, it's always like, oh, we could trade for Bradley Beal. Well, put together the package, put it in the trade machine and tell me if it actually works. Andre Drummond, same thing. All of these things are all talk. And the good news about the direction of this team is we got some ballers here. RJ Barrett is 
showing that he is the man. The Knicks listened to Knicks bait. And we called out RJ for his inconsistency. He took the week off for the All-Star break. He came back and he has been the most consistent player on our squad since that time. Somebody get Julius Randle some milk though. Roll that. Light that. Smoke that. It's time for Blunt Talk. Blunt Talk. Literally. Generation Z are stuffing their backwoods with Zaza, but back in the day, the rivalry between New York and Philadelphia went deep, all the way into which blunts you rolled up with. New York's preference? Dutch Masters. The package featured Rembrandt syndics of the Draper's Guild, mercantile class, an international appeal, kind of like that uptown piff. Philadelphia's preference? Phillies, of course. Immortalized in Edward Hopper's Nighthawks. Working class, a bit more bearded in the ruggedness of the common man. South Philly sour. New York and Philly vibe. They're cousins that can hit the same blunt and agree on one thing. Fuck Boston. Blunt talk. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait. And never forget, the Knicks haven't won 30 games in a season since 2017. (laughs) 